0: Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation, produced by Victory, A Church of His Presence, and Light the Fire Ministries, coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Friends, welcome to the torch. This is Brian Gibbs. Glad that you're with us today. Uh, so blessed. So many friends, new friends, new partners are jumping onto the podcast. And uh, I know some of you obviously watch us on video as well. So we're glad that you're with us. And um, it's great to see you. Actually, you see me. I don't see you, but in faith, I know you're there. <laughs> anyway, it's a beautiful day. And um, whenever you're jumping into this, I pray that this is a great inspiration uh, to you today and a time of fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit. And uh, let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be together, to open up your word, open up our hearts, Lord, and listen for the Holy Spirit. Listen for your voice. And Lord, I pray that your anointing would permeate this broadcast today to all of our friends as this broadcast will go out far and wide. We pray, God, a saturation of your presence upon it. I pray that you would encourage. I pray that you would strengthen and comfort all of our friends today that are connecting here at the torch. And we give you all the glory, Father. And we pray, Father, that we would point everyone to Jesus, to the face and the heart of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, the next couple of minutes, I want to talk to you concerning our subject today about true discernment. Um, Rather than jump into a lot of the muck that's going on in the country uh, right now, we all understand that there's an abundance of filth that's pouring out uh, of out of washington dc and out of this administration and uh i know biden is even doing i think he's doing his first press conference uh for the first time in 63 days even right now as i'm sitting here Uh, but rather than crawl through all of that garbage today i want to focus in and i want to talk to you for the next few moments about true discernment and i want to begin to read out of hebrews chapter 5 as we begin Hebrews chapter 5, and I'm going to uh, begin to read in verse 11. The Apostle Paul says, um, you have become dull of hearing. Now, this is interesting. We know that the, the opposite of sharp is dull. He says, you've become dull of hearing, for by this time you ought to be teachers, but you need someone to teach you, again, the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who is partakers of only milk is unskilled in the word. Now, this is a strong word. This is is a strong word. This is for the mature, and this is for those that are willing to actually grow and stretch themselves. So stay with me today, all right? I believe the Holy Spirit's going to impart some deep and great things, into our spirit. Listen what he says. He says, for everyone, this is verse 13, for everyone who partakes in only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe. For solid food belongs to those who are of full age. And that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. Now I'm going to read it to you um, out of the the English Standard Version. Now the ESV, same scripture here. He says, "I have so much to say, but it's it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracle of God. You need milk and not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word." of righteousness since he is only a child but solid food <coughs> excuse me solid food is only for is for the mature for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil let me read verse 14 again because our subject today is true discernment listen to verse 14 but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Now, boy, that, that is so important. So he's talking about actually training by the Spirit of God. We know we know in uh, Romans 8, Paul wrote that the, the, the sons and the daughters of God are actually those that are led by the Spirit of God. But when the Spirit of God is living and resident within you, He releases powers of discernment to be able to operate and to be able to distinguish between that which is good and evil. And I don't have to go too far down the road for you to understand, because you do, and this this audience is, is very educated and on point you understand there, there is, <laughs> there's such complexity within our generation right now by those that cannot even discern between good and evil or those that are making hardcore concessions and compromise towards evil in this hour. But listen what he says. He says, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil, I have a few questions for you when you, when you approach the scripture today, and hopefully you've got your Bibles out or maybe you, who knows, just grab your Bible later, later. Maybe you're driving down the road right now, who knows, but are you maturing in distinguishing? Are you maturing in your powers of discernment? Are you accurately discerning in this hour? Are you training and practicing your powers so that you're not duped by the spirit of this age? Are you still standing at attention before the Lord daily to actually see properly? I want you to pray this over yourself today, that as we're looking at this word today, you would pray this. You would say, Holy Spirit, open the eyes of my heart. Holy Spirit, open the eyes of my heart. Now, the word discern, it actually means to perceive or to recognize something. It also means to distinguish something or someone. The word discern also means to detect or recognize or notice, to take notice of, to observe, to see, or to spot. I like that. It's to spot something. Now, a big point today is discernment from the Holy Spirit is not suspicion and it's not guessing I, I don't I don't like to admit this about myself I'm almost 50 years old just two years shy and but I, I deal with a high level of suspicion with people often um, I've lived long enough I've seen enough especially in ministry I've worked, Uh, full-time for 26, 27 years in full-time ministry. Um, And I'm I'm suspicious about people. Now, what I want to speak, though, be very clear about is that discernment from the Holy Spirit is not suspicion and it's not guessing. Now, that's important. Let me go back. Discern means to actually perceive or recognize by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, enables you to distinguish something or someone or detect something or to recognize something or notice or spot or observe something. All right. So I'm talking again today about true discernment, which is actually seen accurately, right? Through the lens of the spirit, right? Perceiving something, recognizing it by the spirit of God because those that are blessed with discernment and really discernment comes by the spirit of revelation, who is the Holy Spirit. He releases his, his spirit of revelation through the word of God, through the constant training of being before the word of God and quality time with the Holy Spirit. An individual can actually develop, um, a significant sensitivity or an intuition uh, of seizing something or catching something that others are missing. I want you to hear that again. There, there's a lot of people that are watching the landscape of culture and society, but if you're moving by the Spirit of God, you're before the Lord, you're in the Word, you're going to have a heightened sensitivity you're going to be able to accurately read the signs of the times. You're going to begin to discern the signs and the landscape and the terrain of where we are actually going and heading in the near future. Now, this this is hugely important, okay? So again, you'll be able to actually catch what others are missing. Now, discernment, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Discernment is actually an act of wisdom. It's an act of detection. It's not, it's marked by an insight into a situation. Or sometimes, if the Holy Spirit allows, it's an insight into a person's character. And I'm not talking about just just character flaw or something bad. I'm talking something good, too where the Lord illuminates and shows you a mantle upon someone's life or a gifting that is budding in somebody's life, a calling that is budding on the inside of someone's life. Okay. So we know that this, this useful gift of discernment is actually prophetic in nature and it enables us to see properly. All right. So again, discernment is an act of wisdom. It's a detection, right? In Proverbs chapter 15 in verse 14 it says the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness wow can i get an amen out there the heart of him who has understanding seeks you want to underline that seeks knowledge but the mouth <clears throat> excuse me of fools feeds on foolishness. Now, the point here, I want you to see that someone who actually um, who desires understanding, he actually seeks out knowledge. What am I saying? There's a there's a pursuit here. Discernment doesn't come casual. It doesn't come to the casual. It doesn't come to the complacent. It comes by someone who is seeking truth. And again, that comes with the simplicity. Of praying, Lord, would you open my heart? Would you give me a spirit of understanding? Would you give me a spirit of revelation, a spirit of counsel? Right? Are you hearing me today? Because when the revelational gifts of the Holy Spirit are in action, what happens is, is we we begin to access, we we gain the access of divine information. Or we gain the access into the divine intelligence of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need in this hour. We can't be moving by our natural senses, our natural knowledge. Natural knowledge is not enough. And we know because of the bombardment of propaganda, misinformation, false information everywhere. We have to understand as sons and daughters of God, we've got to have a clarity by the Holy Spirit to see the terrain ahead. Remember, Jesus said when he would send forth the spirit of truth, he would be the one who would show us the things that are yet to come. So again, what happens is, is the Holy Spirit gives us access into divine information, divine intelligence. And it's a supernatural gift by the Holy Spirit. And in essence, what it is, it's when the Holy Spirit pulls back The heavenly curtain, and he reveals God's true and pure knowledge. He he reveals what is pure wisdom and what is purely, truly discernment. Now, in First Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to look at this scripture with me. First Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read verse one, then I'm going to read verses four through eleven. Now concerning the spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Thank you, Paul. I don't want to be ignorant either. <laughs> there, are, there are a diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each for one or excuse me to each one for the profit of all for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another the gift of faith by the spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles yes lord to another prophecy to another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each individually as he wills. Now, how will this happen? It happens by the Holy Spirit. Again, this is not a casual or some complacent pursuit. You have to actually seek out. In fact, when Paul when Paul begins to speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, I, I pray that you would earnestly desire, burn zealously to prophesy. Burn and desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but especially that you would prophesy. Now, why, why is this so important? Because again, we cannot be walking through life and just looking through natural lenses. That's why the dream of God, this magnificent dream of God, was that he would make his tabernacle within you and I, that he would live and dwell within us, so that he could not only abide within us, but that his very spirit could move us and direct the course and the ship of our life at at all seasons of life. And so that we would not be left to our own gifts, our own talents, our own abilities, our own personality. we That would not be the thing that would shape our lives. Now, we understand those things do shape our lives, but we're not limited to that. And I pray this is a liberating word for someone out there. That is not just the shape or the boundaries of your life. You may think, well, gee, that's just not my personality and I'm not gifted in that way. Listen, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells within you. We have to tap in to the depths of the reality of what our potential is in God. It's limitless what God could use us to do if we would only tap in to the hidden source of power, the hidden resources of power deep within us by the Holy Spirit. the the Lord wants to bring illumination to our eyes by his spirit. He wants to bring illumination to our eyes and our understanding and our hearts, so that we're not being duped by the lies of this age, the spirit of this age that is seducing so many. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? I know this is um, this is probably an extreme example, but um, a couple years ago, I was invited out to speak at a, a national conference. And um, it was a very large church, and I was one uh, in a series of a number of, of guest speakers there. And I was walking through the campus of this church, and I ended up meeting a, um, a children's staff worker uh, out in the hall. And when I shook his hand, The moment I shook his hand, I felt and I saw um, an unclean spirit and a perverted spirit. And uh, the more I lingered and listened to him and walked away, I was I felt this weightiness that had this word before me, and it was the word molestation. And I was so grieved. I was there for three or four days. I was so grieved over this situation, asking the Lord how to deal with it. I was praying over it. I was asking the Lord what was my responsibility in this and and help me to see very clearly in this because obviously this is is an intense um, example. Many months later, actually, the pastor from that church um, called me. He and I were talking on the phone, and he ended up telling me privately about a situation that had happened in their children's ministry and that one of the children were affected. I'm just going to say it like that. Was affected by a children's worker. And the moment that we started going down this road on the phone concerning uh, the children's ministry, suddenly the Lord brought this man right up before me. And I, my, my guts just dropped. My heart just sank. And I stopped the pastor in our conversation and I said, let me ask you, is it this individual? And he said oh my gosh brian yes how how did you even know that and uh to my shame and to my regret i told the pastor look i met him many many months ago i was walking through your campus i told him i was in the hallway i shook shook the individual's hand and this is what i sensed but i never went to that pastor and spoke to him privately and submitted to him just just Humbly, look, I I feel like the Lord is is showing something uh, or giving access, gaining access for us into something. And um, that was difficult for me to bear. Uh, I've been in challenging situations like that before. But again, we're talking about discerning of spirits, also discernment, the key to discernment, but also the discerning of spirits. Now, when we talk about discerning of spirits, we're not talking about street smarts. We're not talking about um, natural discernment or fault finding or suspicion, again. And you know what? Before I go before I go on, let me go back to that story because I need to clear something up. I, I want our listening audience to know that that individual was actually taken care of removed from that church um the authorities were brought into that situation that person was also uh properly prosecuted and uh, put behind bars so i want to bring closure to that story i think that's very very important um didn't want to leave that open-ended so again i want to go back to the main point here when we're talking about discernment and when we're talking about discerning of spirits we're not talking about street smarts. We're not talking about natural discernment or uh, or even suspicion or fault finding. I want to give you some keys today concerning discernment. In Philippians chapter one, verses nine through 11, for those of you that are listening, I'm just going to grab a swig of water here. One second. All right, and we're back. <laughs> Philippians one verses nine through 11. It says, and I pray this, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment. Make sure you underline that. I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent. Mm, That's good. And that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and the praise of God. This is so important. I want you to see the connection here between the foundation of love, right? And all discernment. Notice that in the first verse, verse 9, notice how Paul ties discernment with abounding in love. That is such a key. If you're growing in love, you're going to grow in pure discernment. You're going to grow in true discernment, that you may be able to approve all things that are excellent. Now, when you grow in discernment, it doesn't mean that God's only going to show you the beautiful and the majestic, excellent things. It also means the Lord's going to show you the disturbing things as well, the grieving things, all right, so that we can speak to it, bring correction, bring discipline, to it. But notice this, that the foundation of true discernment of all discernment really is love, right? That is so important. Now, one of the most powerful ongoing lessons from our teacher and who's our teacher is the Holy Spirit is how to discern the times in which we live in. The Holy Spirit is the one who actually teaches us how to live beyond the natural realm to live beyond the natural eyes, to live beyond virtual reality, the issues of the day, and to actually understand the larger cultural uh, movements and the spiritual impact that's going on in our generation. He teaches our hearts how to see reality, how to know what is real, how to know what is phony, to actually discern what is truth, to actually discerning what is a lie, to actually being able to discern what is good and what is godly, and also to discern what is evil. Remember remember where we started this in the book of Hebrews at the front of this broadcast, that he said if you are exercising your gift of discernment, you're going to be able to accurately see between good and evil. Now this is important. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth the spirit of truth. This is John 16, verse 13. Listen to this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. That's so good. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Oh, my friends, listen out there. Everyone wants a best friend who will always tell you the truth. You know I'm telling you the truth right now. Everybody wants a best friend in their life that's going to tell them the truth. The Holy Spirit will never tell you a lie. His message to you is straight from Jesus Remember when, when, when Jesus spoke about the devil, he said, basically he said, if the devil's talking, he's lying. Now, how do I know that? He said, because he's the father of lies. He's the father of lies. I'm going to read uh, John eight for you. He said, these are the words of Jesus. He said, you are of your father, the devil. Now, my gosh, that is <laughs> that was just some Strong words. Uh, Jesus wasn't worried about being controversial or provocative, was he? He said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. My, my, listen, make no mistake about it. My friends, the devil is a master deceiver. That's why you've got to be girded up in the full armor of God in this hour. That's why you can't be being duped. That's why you've got to be exercising your powers of discernment so that you can see accurately in this hour. Second Corinthians four, four, it says that, those minds, the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the glory of the, of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. What am I saying? The enemy is the God of this age. He's blinding people. He's blinding the eyes of their heart. He's blinding the revelation of discernment in some people's lives. That's why we've got to be awakened to this. That's why we've got to actively pursue and pray into this and say, Holy Spirit, ignite the gifts of the Spirit in me. Ignite the gifts of miracles. Ignite the gift of prophecy. Ignite the gift of discernment within me in this hour. Are you with me out there? Now, in this present age, we have this. I know this is a strong statement, but just stay with me. We have an entire generation right now who is at risk of embracing error and rejecting truth. Now, the Apostle Paul, in the book of Romans, he talks about this. I'm reading out of Romans 1, and he reminds us, he says, professing to be wise, this is verse 22, he says, they've become fools, wow, professing to be wise, they've become fools. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. My God, man, that makes my heart just swell. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Now, it hasn't always been like this. We are in an extreme hour, folks, an extreme hour. That's why we desperately desperately need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, real revival, real revival is the hope of the nations in this hour to bring people into truth. And, and those of you that are with us regionally, locally here at Victory, you know, I, I say this all the time. We need a revival of the word of God. There is such a famine in the land of the pure word of God. We've got to return to the power of the gospel again. Now, our relationship with the Holy Spirit is most vital at this time. Us learning how to develop discernment, how to practice discernment of what is good and what is evil is our highest priority. The words of Jesus again, John chapter 14 and verse 17, He says, The Spirit of truth, Whom the world cannot receive, but it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you. Here it is. And he will be in you. Oh, I love that. The Holy Spirit will not just be with you. He will be in you. He will be that inner GPS system navigating you down the royal path of life, keeping you from evil keeping you from delay, keeping you from uh, setbacks, keeping you from dead ends. Are you with me? John 15, 26 says, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. Now I love that. That's the words of Jesus. He will testify of me. This is a major point because the spirit of God is perfect perfectly congruent with the father and the son, meaning they're in perfect union. They're in perfect agreement. They're in perfect harmony. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is not a bird. He's not, he's not wind. He's not rain. He's not oil. He's not fire. Those are symbols. Those are characteristics of the spirit of God. But in His totality, the Holy Spirit is God, okay? Every bit as much as the Father is God, the Son, Christ Jesus, is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Now, His characteristics within Him or His symbols could be rain or wind or fire or oil. We understand that. But we have to understand, supreme above all, the Holy Spirit is God, In first John chapter four and verse four, it says, you are of God, little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Greater than the devil, greater than a fallen, cursed angel, a deceiver. You have the spirit of God within you. Now, there's biblical precedent <clears throat> for the importance of discerning the times. Now, some of King David's men, uh, some of you will remember, they were they were called the sons of Issachar. They were trained and they were actually skilled in understanding the times. It says that they they knew what Israel was was supposed to do. That's 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. 1 Chronicles chapter 12. Verse 32, it says the sons of Issachar, they were actually trained and skilled. They, they had the ability by the spirit. They had a spirit of revelation upon them, and they were discerning which way Israel was supposed to go charting out the course at that time. Mordecai, um, when you think of him, Mordecai spoke um, uh, the, the words to his cousin, Queen Esther, who actually had to embrace her divine assignment from the Lord in her own efforts to save the Jewish people. And the scripture says, and who knows, when Mordecai says this to Esther, he says, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now, why am I making this a point? Because she had to actually discern her moment. That's what I'm getting at. We have to be able to discern our times, discern our moment, discern the movements of the Holy Spirit. I remember many years ago um, when I was, gosh, 1991, when I was a freshman in college, Bible college here in Florida, and I was learning how to surf with some friends. There's three things that you do when you're learning how to surf. The first thing that you have to to do is you have to look and discern where you believe the next wave is about to break. Now, remember the, the key word there is discern. You've got to be a watcher and you've got to discern where you believe the next wave is about to break. The next thing you do is you get yourself into position. You not only discern where you believe the wave's about to break, the next thing is, is you get yourself into position where you believe the wave is about to hit and break. The next thing is, the third thing is, is when it breaks, you do not hesitate. And you jump the board and you ride the wave. Now, the first thing you got to do is what? You've got to discern your times. Are you hearing me? You've got to discern your moment. It was Leonard Ravenhill that said the famous words that the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. I love Leonard Ravenhill. He's in heaven, but boy, I love him and celebrate him. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity right? So you have to discern the moments. You have to discern when it's time to move or maybe it's time to sit back and wait, right? It's only discerned by the Spirit of God. Now, Jesus consistently, he criticized the Pharisees and other religious leaders for failing to discern the times and also for not recognizing him to be the Messiah. In Matthew 16 and verse 3, Jesus says, you know how to interpret the the appearance of the sky, but you can't interpret, or we'll use the word discern, the signs of the times. You can actually discern or interpret the the appearance of the sky and what the weather's going to be like, but you can't even interpret the signs of the times. Now, obviously, he was rebuking them at the time. See, if we fail to discern our times accurately right now, we could be in a very dangerous dangerous situation and i submit to you folks and i say this in the fear of the lord when i look across the landscape of even the prophetic movement and the apostolic movement in the earth right now i'll tell you what we've got to have a more clear and accurate word we've got to be pointing people to discern the soon return of our lord jesus christ it seems like we're talking about everything else except the most epic, triumphant return of King Jesus coming. We've got to discern our times accurately right now, and we are racing towards the end of the age. Another subject for another time. We've, we've done a lot concerning that on the torch. You know, it's amazing to me, unfortunately, we have so many preachers right now that have their heads in the sand. They're still preaching inspirational fluff. I'll never understand it, folks. They're still preaching a bunch of inspirational fluff, preaching. Well, anyway, you get you get the point. But all the while, right now, we're heading into the most greatest epic battles. And the most greatest triumph and victory in the church before the return soon of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important. You've got to be correctly discerning the times, discerning the voice of God. And if we discern properly, if we discern the voice of the Lord properly, what's going to happen is we're going to begin to lead and take territory we'll bring a breaker deliverance to regions entire cities we'll be bringing greater influence we'll be breaking out captivity captives into freedom and that's where the lord wants to take us in this hour jesus said in john 10:4 he said my sheep they know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow he goes on, he says, and a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. Right. For they know not the voice of the stranger. We have to know the voice of the Lord. We have to know his word. We have to know his spirit. You see, when she, when sheep are not well acquainted with the word of God, with the teachings of sound doctrine, they they'll get off on a detour very easily. But if they are well-rooted and grounded in Scripture with the teachings of the Word, sound doctrine, they'll begin to immediately recognize there's something flaky or off-base concerning what is being taught. They won't even have to think about it. They'll know in a minute, you know what? Something's wrong here. But when the sheep don't know the Word as they should know the Word, they'll believe and go after anything that they begin to hear. And Paul, the apostle Paul warns us through his letter to his spiritual son Timothy, and it's a warning for every generation. And we're just about ready to wrap up here in the next couple minutes. But he says this in second in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. He says, For the time's gonna come where they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap up for themselves. Teachers having itching ears, they shall turn away their ears from the truth and they shall turn over themselves over to fables. And that's why Paul told him, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Why? Because the time was going to come where people weren't even, they don't, they don't have an appetite for the truth. They've got an appetite for everything else but truth. Now, let me dial it down in the next four points, and then we're, <clears throat> we're going to sign off here in just a moment. Where does discernment start? If you're taking some notes, Number one, discernment starts first and foremost with the fear of the Lord. Scripture repeatedly says that fearing God is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Psalm chapter 111, verse 10. The Apostle Paul in Colossians 2, verse 3. He says that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. And knowledge. You see, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And when it comes to discernment, we have to begin our pursuit of understanding with the recognition that God is all powerful. He's all powerful. He's all knowing, right? Our all good creator of the universe. And that only truth is found in him. He's the spirit of truth that actually trains our powers of discernment what is it is it again we will recognize we will perceive we will distinguish we will be able to detect it we will be able to recognize it we'll be able to observe or spot it that's what discernment is again the revelational gifts of discernment supernaturally it reveals blocks of critical information so that your direction and your choices and your perspective aligns with God's perspective and God's will. Now, before we go on to point two, I want to read to you out of second. I'm sorry. um, First Samuel. I'm racing ahead. First Samuel chapter 16. This is out of the NIV version. In verse six, it says, When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and he thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here. Verse seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things as people look at them. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now, this is so key, especially when it comes to to discernment. It's amazing, this mighty prophet, Samuel had to hear the word of the Lord for himself. He had to be tutor. He had to be taught by the Spirit of God. He was looking with the natural eyes. You can hear it as soon as he walks in. Oh, surely the Lord's anointed stands here. But the Spirit of God had to tell him, no, don't look at his appearance. I've rejected him. Has nothing to do with the outward adornment, somebody's hairstyle, their clothes style, whatever. You don't look at any of that. You have to be able to see with the eyes of the Spirit. All right. So number one, again, discernment starts with the fear of the Lord. Right. And then a side note, obviously, is don't look in the natural. Number two is growing in love. We, we hit this earlier, growing in love. Uh, this is Philippians chapter one, verses nine through eleven. And he said again, may your love abound still more and more in all discernment that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Again, the foundation of all true discernment is abounding and growing in love. I'll tell you what, you nurture your relationship with the Lord. You spend quality time with the Lord. You spend quality time in his word. You spend quality time in prayer every day. You build your friendship with the Holy Spirit daily, praying in the Spirit continually, getting still, getting quiet before the Lord, nurturing your inner life, growing your inner life, right? Your inner world. I'll tell you what, your discernment level Your water table is going to increase. You're going to begin to hear from the Lord. You're going to receive divine inspiration, divine direction. The Lord's going to keep you from going down wrong paths or detours. Are you with me? Number three, grow in the fruits of the Spirit, right? If we're growing in the fruit of the Spirit, it's going to correct us in our own biases. And yes, we have them. It'll keep us from spiritual prejudice that we may have. So it can supersede our opinions or even the corruption of our own hearts. Now, that's that's a big deal. Galatians five, twenty two through 24. Right there, it speaks about the fruits of the spirit. But it's only when we cultivate pure love from God That we're going to be able to grow in joy and peace, peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control and so on. Through these spiritual disciplines, we can develop the openness to correction from the Lord. Right. And follow his truth wherever it leads. Number four, be led by the spirit of God. Romans chapter eight, verses 14, we've quoted it before. For as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This is so essential that we are led by the promptings of God's spirit. It's only the spirit of God that knows the truth in any given situation. And he alone, he's the one who can actually cleanse our muddied lens and open the eyes of our heart, open the eyes of our spirit to what is really happening before us. All right. So we can see God, what are you doing in our times? God, what are you saying to this generation? Where are you taking us? And I will, I will be bold and tell you, I believe God is leading us into unfamiliar territory. I don't believe we can look in days past and for what was and what used to be, the Holy Spirit wants to lead and guide us into very unfamiliar familiar territories. And that means in this hour, we cannot play it safe. We've got to hear the voice of God, be led by the Spirit of God. Ask the Lord to increase your discernment. Increase your discernment. And discerning the times is a skill like, like any other skill that you can develop over time, but it takes time. It takes commitment. Amen. It's been good. It's been good. Listen, I'm going to close with, um, with these words. These are the words of Jesus. And I'm going to read to you out of Matthew chapter 24 verses four through 14. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm Wrap up with this question. How important is discerning the times right now? How important is discerning the times right now? Verse 4. Here's the words of Jesus Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. For you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. And see to it that you are not troubled for all of these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And then they will deliver you up to tribulation. They will kill you. You will be hated by the nations for my name's sake. See, uh, excuse me, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and they'll deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Wow, that's so strong. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Wow. My friend, those of you that are listening, watching here at the torch, do not let your love and do not let your heart grow cold in this hour. May your heart be set on fire daily by the presence of the Holy Spirit by the power of the word of God being before you every day. Stay in the presence. Stay in the word. Stay in your friendship with God. Cultivate and grow your friendship with God. Cultivate and grow the practice of your powers of discernment. Train yourself in the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. He will lead you he will guide you, he will coach you, he will show you what is truth, and he'll keep you out of every realm of lies. Listen, I want to pray for you today before we close out. Again, um, as always, you can go to victoryfla.com. That's our main hub and resource for victory and our Light the Fire ministry partners around the country and around the world victoryfla.com you can also download our victoryfla app today on all the streaming platforms which are fantastic we've got great resources we've got a store there you could buy my books you can got you can get some fantastic resources i'm so glad you've been with us today and father i pray in the name of the lord jesus that you will take our time together and you will open the eyes of our heart lord You will fine-tune us. You will synchronize us with your Spirit. And we will see with the blazing eyes of Jesus in this hour for our generation. I thank you, Lord. You are with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And you are taking us into ever-increasing victory and triumph. You are leading us into the harvest. You are leading us into the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God that the world has ever seen before your triumphant return. And we give you the praise for it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Listen, guys, thanks for being with us. We will see you next week on The Torch.